Hello and welcome to the Rooted Together podcast, the podcast which aims to root you in Christ through His Word together. I'm your host, Charles Hegwood, and today we are in Habakkuk chapter 1, where I've entitled it, When God Seems Far. Now, Habakkuk is a great little three-chapter book. It's much more than just a difficult name to pronounce. And by the way, when in doubt, pronounce it quickly, and it sounds like you know what you're doing, but it really is Habakkuk. Uh, it is a, it's an outstanding little book, and I think it, it's interesting because it's a book where Habakkuk, as the prophet, complains throughout the book, and yet God answers him graciously. And I find his complaint very compelling and very interesting, even in our context today, uh, considering his context was one of looking at his country, who was supposed to represent God to the world, and seeing rampant sin, injustice, and people just not following the commands of God. And it distressed Habakkuk, and rightfully so. His job as prophet was to call the nation back to God. And I think when we see the condition of the church, when we see the condition of the culture that surrounds us, it causes us to wonder. What Same question Habakkuk had. Where is God? Where is God as all this evil and violence happens? It's a question worthy of our consideration. And so as we jump into the here, I actually used two verses here. I cheated, right? Uh, Verses 2 and 3, and you're going to discover as I read these, these are sort of odd verses to highlight, and it's because they stand out to me, and I'll explain why they jump out to me in a second. But it says, O Lord, How long shall I cry for help, and you will not hear? Or cry to you, violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity? And why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. And you may be thinking, why would you highlight those two verses. Now, for one thing, because chapter one does not have in context a lot of happy verses that we would just, they don't have feel-good verses. But the reason I highlight these two verses, it is Habakkuk complaining to God. And I think I understand his complaint because when you look at evil that seems to be going on for a long time, we're, we're tempted to ask God the question, why are you just watching this, doing nothing? In fact, this is an often thing, uh, a thing that often atheists will use to sort of attack Christianity because they look at all the evil in the world and they say, well, if God was good, wouldn't he act? Well, surprisingly, Habakkuk, a prophet, someone who deeply believed that God was not just real, but he was personal— asked the same question because he looked at the world, he saw the fallenness, he saw the brokenness, and he asked an honest question. Where is God? Why are you God? And he asked of, asked of God, why are you just watching these things? When I come before you and I shout violence, God, do you not see the violence? You just sit idly by. That is Habakkuk's complaint. Now, as this story unfolds and as the book unfolds, we'll see that God's answer is a little bit troubling, but also slightly helpful 
but we'll, and I know that seems like a oxymoron, but just bear with me. It is a complicated book in that for three chapters, there's a lot of deep thought that goes into this book. But let's jump into the explain. That might clear some of this up. Habakkuk has a serious complaint that we should take notice of. Wickedness and violence and sin are running rampant in his country and culture, and yet God seems absent. Are these not God's people? How could God just sit by and allow evil? Habakkuk knows the character of God, and he's confused. He knows that God is a God of justice, that God is a God of peace. He knows these things about God. And he wonders, where are you? Now, when we get to verse 5, so in the context of the question posed in 2 and 3, we get to verse 5, God answers. He answers Habakkuk directly. And what we see throughout his answer, which takes most of the rest of the chapter, what he is doing is something drastic, that God isn't sitting idly by. He's not absent. He is at work, but not in the way that Habakkuk probably would have picked. Uh, and, and we'll see that later. A slow and unraveling plan is being used to use or being unfold, unfolded to use wicked Babylon to judge and destroy Judah. So God says, I'm going to do something amazing, Habakkuk, that you won't even believe. I'm going to take these evil people called Babylon, you know them, and I'm going to use them to judge you. Well, that's not the answer Habakkuk was looking for. But what we see is that God has a plan to bring justice and to bring judgment and to bring an end to violence. But it is an unraveling plan. It's not a plan on our schedule and our timetable. It is on God's timetable according to how God desires to do it because, after all, he is the king. And yes, you're thinking, but how could he use wicked people to judge wicked people? He can, he does, and he judges both, meaning he will judge Babylon as well. And we see that a lot in Lamentations. As we continue looking at this, uh, this launches a second complaint from Habakkuk, understandably. But God is clear. Even when he seems absent or idle, he's not. He will bring justice in his time, in his way. What he asked Habakkuk to do is to submit to God's kingship and God's knowledge that I know what I'm doing, Habakkuk. Just be patient. Look out and watch. And sometimes when God answers those kind of questions, it's not always the way we want it answered, but we are as his people to submit to him as king because he is good ultimately, and he will, and he did, and he will again end violence, destruction, and sin. Now, let's get to the apply. How do we apply Habakkuk chapter 1 to our lives? Well, I would say it's okay to call out to God. It's okay to complain as long as we remember that we are complaining to the king. God is gracious to Habakkuk, and he's gracious to us that we can bring our complaints to him, and he'll listen. Read the Psalms of Lament. They are full of people crying out to God, complaining to God, 
sometimes even waving a finger at God, but at the end they always submit, but God, you were good and you were king. And what's neat is God listens. He's a God who hears us. Even when we complain, even when you would think, how could I take this before God? It's a complaint. It's okay. Habakkuk complained to God. God graciously listened and graciously and honestly answered him. He'll do that with us as well. But just remember his timing and his answer may not always be what we want because God is not a cosmic vending machine. He is an eternal, universal king. So next thing, I must wait patiently on God to act and submit to him, not trying to rush it, not trying to make it happen on my schedule like I know better than God, but trying to submit and be patient in watching God move. Next, I will look to God as my only hope in a sea of evil. So as I look around at a broken dark culture that's full of violence and hatred. What do I do? I look to God patiently and understanding that I can take my complaint to him. I can take that complaint to him and he will listen. And he is my only hope out of the sea of brokenness that I find myself in. He is the only source of salvation. Cling to him today. Let's respond. Father, you hear even my complaints. Still my heart when I can't see your move. You are my God, holy one of not just Israel, but the world. I will not perish for you hold on to me. Jesus, I worship you, the one who bore God's judgment for me as my savior and king. You bore my judgment and took on my sin. Holy Spirit, sanctify me and set my feet on your holy path. Meet with me often. God, you are not idle. Adjust my eyes to see you. God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy on me. I'd like to thank you for joining me in Habakkuk chapter 1. I look forward to joining you in Habakkuk chapter 2 next time. I'll see you there.